Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nick Finzer, and today I am joined by drummer extraordinaire Dan Pugach. He is joining us today from West Haven. Is that right? West Haven, Connecticut? Yeah, West Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, usually residing in Brooklyn, New York, but uh, you know, our times have moved people around a little bit. So how are you doing, Dan? Good. When, the, when there's no virus, then we're in Brooklyn, but uh, since March, we haven't been to Brooklyn. Wow, really? it's a long time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's been a long march. A long march <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true, man. Um, well, we're talking today because recently you launched a new single that's available now. Let's tell people about the single. Uh, you go ahead and introduce it and the project and who's on it and uh, where they can find it. Sweet. So, I released a single arrangement of uh, my favorite things by uh, Rogers and Hammerstein um, featuring uh, vocalist Nicole Zoraitis and my band the Dan Pugat Nonet which is a nine piece ensemble featuring uh, consists of six horns and rhythm section and uh, we recorded it for Outside In Music uh, in February and then the world pretty much ended a couple of weeks after that it's true so we were lucky to have uh, to have that uh, great single and great video uh, taken from Pinch Recording in Long Island City, and it was actually a great timing to release it. Um, so it came out mid March, and uh, it's available everywhere under uh, the Dan Pugash Nanet. Um, my favorite things. There's a video on YouTube. It's uh, available on all streaming platforms. And we got some really nice, uh, we got onto some really nice playlists uh, that are curated by Apple Jazz and uh, Spotify. Uh, so that's, pretty, that's been pretty great. Uh, we've got a lot of new followers and a lot of plays, a lot of exposure, people emailing me, you know, from different parts of the world. That's great. Uh, that's pretty sweet. And nice. then we're we're releasing another one, another single, September four. September fourth on the outside in. The and best so, label in, in town. <laughs> we we do our our best. So this is kind of like a follow up to your last record, right? I know that kind of the artwork has kind of a similar vibe. And yeah. So tell us about that record before we circle back. So I released uh, in 2018, I released my debut album with the Nonet featuring Nicole with uh, my arrangements and my compositions, stuff we've been playing out for the past, uh, I don't know, four or five years. And, um, and so that came out in, uh, on February 2018. We've been playing tours to celebrate the CD. We've been playing shows in the city. Uh, we went abroad a little bit when uh, you could do that with no mask or uh, hazmat suit. Uh, now they want to fly with open windows, you know? Yeah, right. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use the AC. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so I've been so I've been releasing, uh, kind of following uh, following up, yeah, following up with uh, several. Because I don't have. Uh, a full album ready yet that I sure that's like cohesive concept I just have like a bunch of 
cool arrangements that I like that I added to the repertoire as we were touring and uh, asked to arrange this and this and this and this. So I ended up with the extra material that's a little bit uh, diverse and eclectic. So I decided, no, what's, what's the pressure? I'll just release singles and uh, I'll still keep it within the within the same lines of the original artwork. So I hired a really great graphic designer named uh, Courtney I. And she's based out of Philadelphia. And I just described to her what I need, like, a, you know, just very vague uh, concept. And she nailed it. She put it into, into art. Uh, she took photos of, uh, of handmade stuff she did with papers and uh, watercolors. Really cool stuff, and uh, I've been challenging her to kind of keep the same vibe for my different releases, so it's still associated with that project. Kind mm -hmm. of like a bigger branding type of uh, umbrella, until I release a brand new album, which will be completely different uh, sure. artworks. Yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, it makes sense to okay. me. Okay. <laughs> That's super cool, though. Um, so. I know before everything, you know, the Nanette was playing, you guys were playing a lot. You tell, I think you had a residency at the 55 bar, right? Yeah, we, were, we actually played there. Yeah, we were, we, we were playing there for a couple of years. Um, and our last show was the last show of the United States. Like, you know, all our friends, uh, members of the band, it was also their last show we played on March 13 or March 19 or no March 13 I think it was a Friday night we played 55 people were like I don't know if it's <laughs> gonna happen clubs are closed I think I think Smalls was already closed mm -hmm. and Smalls Smalls is like the flagship so if Smalls down then kind of right, the entire right, city right. <laughs> but uh, we managed to play people were out and uh, that was that was the end of it we haven't played uh, since yeah and we used to play tours yeah we had a bunch of stuff lined up we were supposed to play in pittsburgh and uh the deer head again and um eh, you know yeah life goes it's okay it's okay <laughs> good thing <laughs> i, I got the feeling to... yeah we yeah we we accomplished a lot when we could mm -hmm. and so i'm okay with that you know if the world changes and uh we won't take the Nonet out for the next, I don't know, year or two, then fine. We'll do yeah. other things for now. Other things and uh, eventually get back to it. So um, before before I forget, uh, you were saying that the new, this first single, My Favorite Things, it features Nicole. It also features Andrew Gould. There's a great soprano saxophone solo on there. But I wanted everybody to know who are the rest of the people in, in the Nonet. Yeah, so these are actually the original horn members, uh, except for one. Um, so it features uh, David Smith on trumpet, Jeremy, um, Mike Fay on uh, trombone, and Jeff Nelson on bass trombone. Uh, on the album, uh, I had Jen Henkel uh, on bass trombone, and she played everything from gigs to tours to recordings, and then uh, she got picked up for, uh, for like a Broadway tour. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Miss Saigon. And so I said, Congrats, and then you know New York City is so cool that uh, if if your top guy cannot do it, then there's always 
another someone who's someone else's top guy. And then you could just pick up from there. So Jeff Nelson has been really great with us. Uh, Andrew Gould on alto, Jeremy Powell on tenor sax, and uh, Andrew Gataskas on baritone. They all double on flute, clarinets, and all that. And then rhythm section has been uh, rotating. So on this recording, I had Martha, Martha Cato on piano and Craig Aiken on bass. Craig is one of the first bass players I've ever played with in uh, in New York. We've we've known each other for 12 years. Uh, he's a KC guy. And uh yeah, and those those horns are also on the on the albums and all the other releases. Yeah. So what was the uh inspiration from going from, you know, quote unquote jazz drummer to leader of a nonette? How did that, how did that happen? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just started uh, getting exposed to it when I was at uh, City College. I got a master's and uh, most of the work was classical and musicology and that type of um, field. And then there was one, one hang with Mike Oliver, who was a great composer arranger. Yeah, uh, assistant director of the BMI at the time, working with uh, uh, Jim McNeely, and so he encouraged me to get into writing for large ensemble, and so I just I started then, and uh, and I've, all I've been trying to do is just get a little better at it every time, every chart, mm-hmm. um, and I still do. I mean, I'm I'm still learning and studying it and trying to get better at it. And so that's pretty much it. I I compiled enough material to, to play a show and I saw that there's a really good, it's good for me. It's It doesn't put pressure on me as a drummer to to try to, try to showcase the drumming so much mm-hmm. like you would do in a trio where you take like eight solos in 10 tunes, you know? Sure. And so, the the non-net worked out for me and uh it's it's been really great to, to feature stuff that i like to to play stuff i grew up listening to uh as well as uh, experimenting with stuff i'm not aware of like new material for me or sounds that are not typically like jazz songs like we arranged uh dolly parton's jolene which is mm-hmm. a pretty much like a country song and uh, we turn it into this like re reharm orchestrated stuff for, for horns and came out pretty good featuring voice you know which is a lot of fun for me you know get to play with uh, one of the best vocalists I know who I also married um, so we save a room when we go on tour you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So was there any like, or are there any like arrangers or composers for non-et that you use to like kind of learn how to do it? I got, I was exposed to Alan Ferber mm-hmm. and he's been my, my hero at that. And then later on, I discovered uh, more groups that are kind of in that, in that uh, instrumentation, you know, like uh, Birth of the Cool or... Uh, um, McNeely's Tentet, 
Anat Coinstantet, Iho Hazama, Zem Unit, Lucas Pinos, Nonet. There's a lot, there's a lot of groups. But not all of them, uh, I mean, most of them actually don't play out uh, on a regular ba basis. Right. A lot of the bands just, you know, they write the arrangements, they do maybe one show here and there. Um, but it, it's hard. And so I, I can understand why people, uh, why composers don't really push it uh, 100%. They record great albums and then they just don't... Uh, don't try to tour with it or, or go too crazy. I just committed to it. I, I figured this is, if I stick to it, uh, I can build some traction and, and focus. So what's your, what's your approach to that part of it? Cause I know like a lot of people, a lot of people will kind of fail in that, in that, like they say they're going to commit to it and they're like, and something like a non that's a little more difficult. Um, they end up, like, I don't know, maybe just either giving up or saying, oh, it's too hard or whatever. So what, what, like, what's been your approach to like keeping, keeping it going and like getting that residency at the 55 bar? I know you're a pretty persistent guy and you're pretty focused on making stuff happen for yourself. So what, what are some things that you feel like you've done well in order to keep that momentum until, until now, I guess, but. Um, it's a good question. I would say that uh, it, um the gigs or the residencies were not something i actually pursued oh okay uh, or went after uh if, if anything the the gigs that i pursued i i didn't really hear back or i got uh, uh not now type of answer mm -hmm. jesus this dog they call, <laughs> it's all I, good it's all good i'm entering the door shut the door i'm it's all good. We got this dog. Right. And, I saw uh, it on Instagram. Yeah, this dog, I mean, it's, it's a long story, but uh, right now we have her and uh, she's she's a little bit uh, anxious. So she, she barked a lot. And, but she's, she's, she's sweet. Anyway, but um, I would say that being flexible and being always uh, open-minded about uh, about opportunities to play or collaborate or do things um, is I think the best the best thing I did because I landed those gigs not because I emailed 16 times with a really great YouTube link mm -hmm. it's more that uh, I had I hung out at the right places at the right time with the right people uh, I know when to pitch and when and specifically when to shut up and not mention my project, you know, because ima imagine how many times people hear, oh, you know, I, I gotta bring my band here. Right. You know, and then, so um, I, I just started, I had to start from something. So I started from, back in the day, I booked gigs at, the, at this art gallery that had no stage, no backline, no music, no nothing. I just basically brought them on it. People brought their amps. We played acoustically. I brought my drums and we played in a, on a floor in, a, in an art gallery in Greenpoint, which was successful. We packed the place. Uh, we did that twice. And then we played at the tea lounge at the time. And then I got 
you know, I started playing with singers and my wife and stuff. So we played at Rockwood. Rockwood back then, and I don't know, 2015 was was kind of like right after Snarky Puppy had a residency at Rockwood, and then they got to a point where everybody knows that they're playing there and that that it's a really cool space, great sound, great vibe. Uh, so I figured, you know, if I can get in there and do that, it won't be the concert of the year. It won't be like a 15-minute pieces inspired by Brookmeyer and uh, I don't know what, but I would be able to get something out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you call it, if you see it as a compromise or not, depends on how, what your uh, ideal concert scenario is, but I was happy to have an audience. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to have an audience that's not jazz, that's mm-hmm. not there to, you know, to consume jazz. So I had to, I had to be careful with the, the amount of shit I put into, into the music. So I made shorter arrangements or like, I mean, arrangements that I dug, but shorter solos. Uh, I added vocals. To to help it to help the the project be a little more. Uh, I mean, if I say accessible, it's already like a bad connotation as if I sold out to myself to I don't know to. You know, but I don't, I don't think so. I think I I bridged the gap between uh, rock, folk, pop uh, world and and the jazz and large ensemble so and then little by little i was man- i managed to to push different guests call different musicians that i want to play with um practice my you know practice leading a band i mean it's it's, it's one thing to write a chart it's another thing to play it and rehearse it it's a whole different story to show up at at a concert venue and lead your own band. You know, the first couple of gigs were really awkward. I said some dumb shit on the mic. Uh, <laughs> don't we all? Which, which, if you know me, you expect it. But <laughs> if you don't know me, you know, it's a little awkward. So, uh, so I got, you know, I got my 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 hours of uh, my, my flight hours or my whatever yeah. you call it, uh, mm-hmm. test test uh, driving hours. Yeah. Wow. From yeah, Rockwood, we for Rockwood we rolled two other things, and with the release, I I hired a great publicist and Braithwaite, mm-hmm. and I did a radio campaign with Neil Sapper, and they both helped me to reach out to different venues and different cities and different uh, press outlets, which also f- put pressure on me to book more stuff, not only in the city but also outside, which is a great advice. Someone we both know gave me Nick, Mr. Mr. Finzer, who said, Hey, you can get the best publicists, but if you don't book a tour, it's going to be harder for them to do the, their best job. So, so really try to book a tour. So I booked yeah. a tour, <laughs> you know, and then the next tour was already better. And I sold out CDs on the second day. And then so, so on and forth, so forth, you, you, you accumulate quotes, you accumulate uh, 
uh, gig history, and then it's easier to get uh, to your next desired slot. I don't know whether whether it's uh, Blue Note or or a gig that pays decent or some festivals. You know, persistence, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean persistence I... being but. By just by just doing it a lot and consistently, uh, I think it 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 created its own flesh and it became a thing. For sure, I think uh, sometimes people just they only see the end results, you know, and they're just like, "Oh, Dan's not that bubble. They got whatever opportunity," but they didn't see like all the behind the scenes of like. I don't know who said that. Yeah, I think people say <laughs> whatever that people see. What I see is all the all the gigs that I don't have. Exactly. That everyone else has. <laughs> exactly, it's normal. They don't. Uh, but if, if I was going to start a non-net right now, I'd be like, man, what did you know? Dan's got all these gigs, and he's playing in Vermont, and he's playing in this place and that place and whatever else. And it's just you know, it's sometimes people want to jump to the head of the line without any. Uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of opportunities for everybody, for and. Sure. Uh, yeah, and just like people helps me, I I'm always happy to help others. Uh, whether it's peers that I know from the scene, or it's younger guys who are coming up into mm -hmm. the scene. Uh, yeah, pay it forward. Yeah, man. So upcoming, let's talk just before we get off the the topic. Uh, September fourth. New single, new video, Our Blues. Tell us a little bit about the tune and who it features, and so people can be looking forward okay. to that. Yeah, so September 4th is coming out uh, as a video. That's the second video we took in the, the pinch recording. It's, it's a song that's... Uh, it's funny how it came about. We, my wife and I had a... Had to play a gig, I think, at the bitter end with the Nonet in 2015 or something. I can't believe I've been doing it. I mean, it's not that long, but you know, to do that for that long, it, it's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I hear see you. The, the white hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wrote an arrangement. I wrote the, I wrote the body of the arrangement to feature uh, like a blues like a vocal blues, like a vocal slow, dirty blues. But uh, it didn't work out with the, with the vocalist. And then I said to Nicole, hey, can you write some something? And I think we were we were like rubbing each other the wrong way that, that day or that week. And so she wrote this really nasty, uh, sassy, kind of like anti-man <laughs> type of blues. And it, you know. It came out right when, uh, right after, like all the, the Me Too movement got got more traction and, and awareness, and the whole thing about you know, um, you know, women in the world and, and stuff. So mm -hmm. the lyrics are pretty much uh, about men explaining, and you know, it's a it's a funny it's a funny little blues, and people love it because it has a really cool punchline. Um, and there's a really cool uh, little bit of a shout chorus that I wrote with yeah. cool dynamics. And it's, it's really short and sweet. And it's to me, it's it's exactly what you need. It's like for a radio, for I mean, for a radio song, not a live concert. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of perfect, you know. 
For sure. Yeah, so it features Nicole's writers on vocals and mm-hmm. the, the rest of the band. Awesome. So September 4th, people can find that everywhere, YouTube, Spotify, etc. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on some some playlists again. Never can tell about those. They're a little mysterious, but uh, yeah, what we can. But uh, you never know. Yeah, you never know. You'll so be, you'll be fine. One one other thing I wanted to touch on before I let you go is you've been super busy. You and Nicole have been like right at the forefront of like staying on top of learning how to do the streaming and get a band together from your apartment and all of this stuff. And you were just telling me before we started recording about some yeah. stuff that you were doing. So could you tell us a little about about all that? We basically hit a, I mean, just like everyone else, we hit a wall yeah. and we didn't know when the next time would be we'll be able to, to go out and play. And it's very different for, for different people. So with, with no judgment at all, um, uh, to people who want to go play with masks, I'm not comfortable with that right now. Sure. Um, so going to a, like a small jazz club and performing with a mask, I'm, I'm not, I can't do it. I, I don't see myself do that. Um, and as we went along the quarantine, um, we just we just started uh, figuring out how to play live from the house. So I have an old audio interface that I bought when I thought I was going to be a session drummer, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that didn't work out in Brooklyn because there's so much noise there. I couldn't even I couldn't even record a a basic track because it was so so loud in Brooklyn mm-hmm. um, so I kind of ditched it but I kept the interface and a bunch of cable and a bunch of like uh, basic microphones mm-hmm. um, and so I just I just put it back together and I googled uh, how to how to do it and so I remember the first video the first video we checked out on YouTube was this 20 minute long video of this guy basically going through all the streaming platforms, explaining which one does what and uh-huh. what it's good for and the pricing. And we literally watched <laughs> the entire thing until we figure out, okay, we're going to go with Ecamm Live. Uh-huh. We're going we're gonna to pay the pro whatever account. And then we're going to use Restream to, to send it out to different destinations, to different platforms. So. We're streaming into our uh, various Facebook accounts and YouTube, and we just we we figured it out, and and we we we've been doing it every Friday for the past I don't know ten twelve weeks, and uh, we've been taking requests, which is something my wife is a master at. So. As always, we, you know, just like with Nanette and just like with her band, we, we found a way to combine our talents and uh, our, like, maybe expertises, expertise, expertises, scissors, uh, Yeah, I like that, expertises. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so now we do this and people, uh, we, get, we get different calls for, for gigs to basically live stream. That's cool. Which is pretty whack when you it's pretty insane when you if you had told me i don't know a couple of months ago that i that nicole would email me about a gig that's in my room in the house 
but she needs to know that I'm, you know, that I didn't schedule a barbecue or something. <laughs> it's insane because yeah. we have to sound check, we have to right. figure out, and a lot of different organizations they use different uh, streaming platforms. Right. So every gig is a uh, is a learning curve. Every now they want to add a they wanted someone to announce us. So we're playing tonight for the Litchfield Jazz Game, mm-hmm. and we have a bassist, a bass player guest, Zwei, uh, Zwei Leper. And so I have to figure out how to give him another headphone mix, a separate headphone mix. I have to give him, I have to plug him in with the upright and make sure it's cool. And I ha- I saved another channel for maybe extra microphone on the upright. Nice. We have to have. Uh, Don Braden or Albert Rivera or someone calling in on Skype and introducing us on video live. So yeah, and the putting putting their logos of the you know the, that tomorrow we're playing for for a museum in Cincinnati. Friday we're doing our live show, plus another conference for cancer or I don't remember what. That's what we do now. It's 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 insane. Well, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And it's like, just like, you guys are making the most of it and not everybody is. And I just, I think it's really cool to just watch you guys be able to do that. I mean, me just with my trombone, I don't think anyone wants to see too many, too many live streams of just me playing my trombone. But I'd rather see you with your trombone than listen to my, to me play drums alone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty lucky. We're, we're both very fortunate to have each other so we can play sure, together yeah. and make some music, you know, yeah, because otherwise it, it's been very difficult for everybody financially, mentally, sure. you know. Yeah, for sure. So that's every Friday. So hopefully at some point you'll be able to not not keep doing it every Friday. But for now, people can where can people find that Friday live stream? Um, they can go to uh, Nicole Z Music. Uh, and it's all there. Cool. And for your non-net stuff, where's the best place to find for people to find it? Um, DanPugach.com is uh, an okay website. It's one of those websites that you set up and then it just kind of sits there and then let it die. Yeah, I see. I see. Because <laughs> I'm very active. I'm very active on uh, Instagram. I love Instagram. Okay. And I set it up to to send everything to Facebook as well. So I don't have to log into Facebook and see my dad or my parents or whatever, who are, or my uncles that are like hanging out there. You know, so. I understand. Yeah, I got you. With all respect and love, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's your Instagram handle? Tell people your Instagram handle. Um, Dan Pugach. There you go. At Dan Pugach. So right now you can go and check out my favorite things, streaming and videoing, wherever you like to find such things. And September 4th, Dan has, and does not that have a new single, Our Blues, coming out. So Dan, thanks for taking some time to uh, be with us today and chat about life and music. Thanks for uh, having me and making all this uh, possible. Can I throw in another, another thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, so when the quarantine started, uh, the first thing I actually collaborated on was an arrangement that I did for the Nonet for an, an uh, for a tune by Oz Noy, the guitar player, oh. who I really love. And so um, he's been coming to the 55 bar whenever he's he's free to check us out and 
and see if we play the arrangement of the song. Yeah, kind of putting more pressure on me. So yeah, I figured, okay, now would be a good time to just try that arrangement from uh, a virtual band type of, mm -hmm. type of thing. So we did, you know, we sent out uh, the song and everybody recorded uh, their parts, including Oz and Timor fell on bass oh, cool. and then on it. And so uh, right now it's being edited. Uh, the video is being edited. Oh, cool. And if it comes out good, maybe we'll release it with you. But uh, if not, it will be just. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So when does that come? A couple of weeks still, probably, till that's finished. Uh, I don't secret. know. Secret. Top secret. <laughs> I don't know. Eventually. All right. So be on the lookout. Yeah. What's that tune called? Say, uh, say what? Say what? Asnoy. Damn, Pukach yeah. Nanet. Coming soon. Ish. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, Dan, thanks again for being here, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.